0: back at cafe artichoke artichoke music which you can find at 2007 southeast powell boulevard for another omn coffee shop conversation we've got two more video episodes coming up we're shooting them soon but today ezra weiss is here he's a jazz pianist and composer whose latest album we limit not the truth of god apparently blew everyone away when his big band performed it live at the motovilla jazz festival recently it's an attempt to deal with The babies in cages life we lead every day, and many musicians are trying to deal with those things these days. But it didn't start out that way. Let's meet Ezra Weiss. Well, Ezra, welcome to... Artichoke music in the cafe here. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. Well, glad to have you. Uh, you caused quite a stir at the Monte Villa Jazz Festival. <laughs> people were falling out. I mean, I, I saw tons of stuff on on Facebook saying how how your your uh, uh, your 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 piece uh, affected people. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, let's let's just get let's just get get talking about it. Tell me. Tell me the name of it and how it came about
1: and uh, and everything else about it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a suite for big band, uh-huh. um, like contemporary contemporary big band music. Um, and it's called We Limit Not the Truth of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just came out as an album also. So that was like our CD release party at Montevilla. Yeah. Um, and it... Uh, let's see. It came about as, uh, I had the idea to write music for my kids, um, uh, back in 2015, not, not children's music, but kind of like a, a mm-hmm. time capsule that mm-hmm. they would listen to someday in the future about, um, kind of the events happening in our world. How old were they then? Um, they would have been, uh, uh around three and five, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. You know, somewhere in there, two and four, um, and uh, and then. So now they're eight, eight, eight and
0: eight and ten, nine and ten. Uh,
1: six and eight. Six and eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so they, uh, anyway. I had that idea. I had been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working at a church at the time, so I was mm-hmm. thinking about uh, how music relates to current events a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, were you that, the music director? I was the music director at mm-hmm. at Cedar Hills UCC. Uh, and um, a very cool progressive church, and that's where I actually came across that hymn "We Limit Not the Truth of God," mm-hmm. which is what the the suite is named. Anyway, I how probably, did you run across that? Was it something that the choir did, or or was um, it in the hymnal? Or it was in the hymnal, mm-hmm. and uh, the pastor Mary Sue Evers uh, liked it. Uh, and so she suggested, uh, suggested it for one of the services and Uh I checked it out and I was like, wow, these words are great. And I did an arrangement. Um, so I applied for a grant and didn't get it, uh, to write that music back in, you know, 2015 or 2016. From the Regional Arts and Culture Council, but then I, I, they're nice because they give you some feedback of why, you know, what uh-huh. would help your grant application. So I reapplied. What um, did they tell you? Um, a lot of it was. uh it what, had the, yeah, put some EDM in there, <laughs> Ezra? It, it mostly <laughs> has to do with how you present your ideas okay. so that it will get a, get it across. A lot of people actually have a hard time because the panel is not made up of people in the contemporary jazz world you know yeah. so well almost nothing is yeah <laughs> so you have to make uh, uh so a lot of assumptions i i think i just naturally make about what people are coming to uh the music with mm-hmm. uh, are different so they would look at this and they say okay this is a nice idea for some music but um how they can't, their associations with big band are, are like Glenn Miller, yeah. you know, and they're like, how's that going to square? You know, yeah. how are people going to dance to that? Yeah. And, let's, just, uh, <laughs> let's jitterbug to hymn. Yeah, man, man. Okay. So I, I, once I realized I had to, you know, kind of address, um, some of the history of, uh, you know, uh, contemporary big band music in my grant to to help get some of those ideas across. And then, then I got the grant, but I got the grant in like 2016, and the world changed a whole lot between when I first had the idea to write this music and when I got the grant. And I probably wouldn't have even thought to, I wouldn't have considered this as a really viable type of project because, uh, it was originally, I think, going to be a little bit more of an optimistic type of piece, Uh but after the election of 2016, um, you know, things went in a darker direction, Mm -hmm. uh, and so the suite ended up going, uh, in a darker direction than I Uh initially imagined it would. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now the, so the, the first piece of fanfare for a newborn that is
1: that's a pretty optimistic sounding piece. Yes, I've written I had written that, that was one first. before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um and that is uh but that's sort of the jumping off point, you know, and uh so yeah, there is actually some, you know, there are some it's not like the whole. You can't do that to people. You can't give people an hour of. I mean, I guess you can, right. and yeah. that's called lay Miserables. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, you need you need some some moments of hope. Yeah. Um, now Farnell Newton does the trumpet solo on that. Now is that is that, is that notated or improvised? That's totally improvised. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's a tough solo to do too because there's only one chord change in the whole song. Wow. And so, so it's just staying on one chord for a really long. Why time. Why did you decide to do it that way? I was uh, thinking about um steve reich actually Uh (laughs) and uh Uh trying to uh sort of like if he and uh like yvonne leans like had a had a child uh (laughs) this would be the song so (laughs) trying to get that sort of brazilian feeling Uh um but also um uh this sort of minimalist concepts um and uh yeah, I'm. It, it took a few. There were numerous drafts of that one, different versions that have been performed uh-huh. in earlier settings uh, before. I feel like I kind of got it right, and I feel like uh-huh. on this album I got it right. I'm uh-huh. proud. Of, I'm proud of that one. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so uh,
0: the first one turns out to be okay, and uh, things are looking uh-huh. relatively up, and then the, <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the roof caves in.
1: Yeah. Well, I. I originally wasn't going to do any talking and when I first thought about the suite, it was just uh-huh. going to be, and, and as I was writing it, um, I started sort of writing what I thought would be program notes initially. And, and then, uh, realized I needed to share the program notes a, as we were performing the suite as sort of a letter to my kids. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, I, s- Let's see, in the suite, um, I started talking about sort of the, the idea, uh, I, I guess that I first just set it up, um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that it's a letter to my kids and sort of go over a lot of what I've just said in the interview <laughs> with you now, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that it was originally something I thought about in 2015 and the world has gotten a lot worse. No, this, um, it says it's called Dear O Do you not
0: want to reveal their names? Is that, is that why it's, it's... Yeah, you know, they're yeah. young
1: enough that, you know, maybe, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm guess a little uh, maybe mistrustful of the internet and things, yeah. but, but yeah. it's not... Oh, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how they're going to, I just am always err on the side of, uh, you know, they might not want their names in, in right. the suite, so, right, right. and they're kind of too young to give their consent for that, so... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I set that up and I talk about kind of the idea of truth in our society. And that sets up uh, a composition called Blues and the Alternative Fact. Mm
0: -hmm. Which the uh, the promo notes. Did you write Did you write this? I didn't. You didn't didn't write the the, the PR release. Okay, that's cool. Um, Would you agree that it has an Oliver Nelson kind of feel to it?
1: Um yeah well definitely the title uh, yeah. c- uh comes from uh blues and the abstract truth uh uh-huh. it's kind of a play on that um and uh it so it I don't know if I w- I probably compositionally compositionally with this piece I actually was actively avoiding listening to other music uh Is with right? with the whole suite I was mm-hmm. really trying to not use models and 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 really just focus on getting, uh, uh, trying to let any outside influences come to me organically, um, and, and see what, what came into my head. You avoided all kinds of music? Well, when I was driving my kids in the car, I'd end up listening to like Raffy and stuff. Um, Uh but (laughs) you know, (laughs) like kids music, but, um, with that exception, I, I for the stretch when I was really focusing on writing the suite, I, I made, I actively didn't listen to music. Have you ever done that before? No. What was that like? You're a musician. Uh, it was, it was trippy. I mean, I, I ended up. I guess I did sort of do that when I wrote the Maxfield to Vanport, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for the Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble, um, but that was, but it, it was. But I didn't do that the whole time with that. It was just as I was writing it. But yeah, with this, I, yeah. th- for a big stretch, I didn't listen to music. How um, long? Uh, probably, I you don't know, from about July to November. Wow. Um, I mean, I still, I'd, I'd have to listen to music when I was teaching a class, yeah, where I'd yeah. play an example. Or, but I like, in my car, I didn't listen to music. Huh. And a lot of the influences on the piece ended up actually being non musical. Influences. So like, Uh um, Hannah Gatsby's Nanette, um, uh, Tenehisi Coates's, uh, Between the World and Me, Mm -hmm. um, Barack Obama's speech that he gave at, it was like the University of Illinois. I, I like recorded that and put it on, uh, I had that just playing in my car, uh, on on repeat for a while. Uh Um, to, to just to hear how he spoke about these issues and, and what, what things, uh, how he gets things across. Um, so, uh, but anyway, back to, so this piece, uh, I guess the Oliver Nelson influence that's in the title and then the idea of taking the blues form and, and, and tweaking it. Yeah. Um, so this is the longest blues I ever wrote. It's like a yeah. Fifty-five bar blues or something. <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> like that. Really, it didn't really. I didn't think it really sounded like Oliver Nelson. Yeah, yeah I, I was probably uh, when I hear it back now. I, I think it uh, probably Mingus. I was. I was maybe trying uh-huh. to channel some of the the yeah. way Mingus manages yeah. to get yeah. some yeah. good energy.
0: And why did you decide to feature uh, Barry Saxon and, and trombone?
1: Um. Well, the players uh, uh-huh. partly uh, mm-hmm. so Stan Bach and Mika Bruggerman um, uh, I wanted a place to feature them, and um, they and I like the sound of that it's like trombone with a with a mute and um with Barry Sachs and octave lower yeah um, and yeah. so. I, I like that sound for how the melody would be and then um since I used them for the melody then it made sense to also have them solo. Yeah. <laughs> and give them a chance to yeah. to to blow over it. Um You don't find too many baritone sax solos these days. Not enough, not enough. Yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean that's been probably the the most fun thing about having my own big band as opposed mm-hmm. to writing for other people's big bands yeah. is you can not, you're not just thinking about the instrument, but you actually are thinking about the people um, in a, and so you can r- write music that'll really uh, reflect their, their skills and their personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, in and a you way got a
0: couple of personalities right there with those two.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it works. They, they're perfect for it. And, uh, Yeah. uh, It's throughout the whole suite. It was really fun. Like, uh, I, you know, on the whole album, I don't think it, uh, for the most part, nobody has more than one solo. I think John Nastos on the, the, the encore song, uh, has a second solo, but Uh for the most part, it's like, you know, there's three trumpet solos and three different trumpet players. And, Uh and, uh, so that's that's kind of fun being able to. Whereas, you know, when you're just writing generic charts, then you just say, okay, well, usually the fourth, the fourth trumpet usually takes the solo, uh-huh. so you stick it in the fourth trumpet part without any regard to who is going to be playing fourth trumpet. Is that trumpet. true? Yeah, because you don't know when you yeah. when it's yeah. so yeah. you just you just tend to stick it in the fourth trumpet or the second trumpet, You know, if you're feeling for for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> but like. You, you tend to just focus Revealing on. Revealing the
0: secrets of a big band composer right here at Artichoke Music
1: Cafe. <laughs> I don't think I've
0: ever heard, heard anybody say that before.
1: <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's usually the fourth book because uh, usually the fourth trumpet player is, is there to. It's, you know, they don't, they don't have to worry about the high notes or as much as everybody else. Uh-huh. So they're uh-huh. going to have the most chops left to, <laughs> to, to, to focus on blowing. So, wow. Uh, wow. That's, that's how it te- – it's not always that way, but, like, that's just how you tend to, to do it.
0: <laughs> I can see the headline now, Ezra Weiss and the secrets of <laughs> writing for the big band.
1: But the nice thing with this was that I didn't – I mean, the real secret is know who the actual players are. Yeah. And then you can write, you know, pick who's going to do that, you know. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that, that that's much more enjoyable for me because I was able to, like uh, – there have been, like – all, there are text strings with me and Mika Bruggerman of me asking her questions about like, like the upper register of the Barry Sax uh-huh. and like how it's going to sound in certain areas and if something is playable or not and and things like that and yeah. you just can't do that if I mean it's tougher to do that if if you don't know who the player is going to be yeah yeah
0: yeah interesting huh. Um well okay so uh I I, I I I will refer back briefly to the um promotional material that was sent to me Cool, by uh, Braithwaite and Katz Communications <laughs> in which they said that um you're you, although you're a uh uh you you're a um a musical director at a church you're not really a member of the church right right um, and 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 that you said that you you were um agnostic and and, and culturally Jewish yes yeah you could have fooled me
1: <laughs>
0: i grew up in, i grew up in baltimore right down the street from Barry Levinson all right so <laughs> i i get it um so that that that's that's an interesting mix how does that
1: work uh well um so uh i mean uh, that just is how it uh, is. Uh, <laughs> music is music. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you, well, the I'm not sure what you mean. Like the the how do how did I end up working at a church? Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, uh, it's a progressive church. Um, uh-huh. You know, I mean, I'm I I'm not working there anymore. Uh, ah. i I I. Uh, a few years ago, I started taking on more teaching at PSU, and uh-huh. when when my hours at PSU went up, I I quit the church gig. Yeah, um, but it it is uh, it's not. I like progressive churches. Um, uh-huh. They often can do a lot of good, and so they were. It was a good. Uh, it was a good job, <laughs> you know, yeah. steady work. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and as pianists, we tend to 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 like to get church gigs when we can. <laughs> um, and uh, the nice thing for me, you don't, have it, to worry. you don't have to worry about getting paid. Is that it <laughs> at, the, at the end of the at the end of the service? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> there's a steady paycheck, and the nice thing, like I I believed in a lot of what they did at that church. It's uh-huh. a progressive church, and the nice uh-huh. thing about being Jewish is actually no church that I. Uh, don't like
0: uh-huh. will
1: hire me, right? So,
0: <laughs> so good, immediately, good, like, good point when I apply for a church
1: gig, you you know it's, it's going to be a good church if they look at your name, uh, Ezra Weiss, uh, and give you an interview anyway. I, um, <laughs>
0: I hadn't considered that but good point.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how, and they're they're a great church. I'm still, I'm still like friends with the pastor, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, um. <laughs>
0: Okay, well let's continue to talk about the album here. Um uh Renato did this beautiful tenor. So oh, yeah, on, on uh Yeah. Now that, how far along were you in in, in in the in the in the uh the country's going to hell process when uh, when when you wrote that?
1: I was further along because at yeah. that point it was past uh when they'd started separating families. Yeah. Uh, the, the immigrant families. It's called Jose's Dream. Who's Jose? Uh, Jose's Drawing. Drawing. Um, Sorry. Uh, that's okay. It's, um, so Jose, I, I read an article in the New York Times uh, about this boy named Jose, and he and his father um, had escaped Honduras, a, a violent situation, and when they got to the border in El Paso, Texas, uh, they... We're separated. Um, his father was put in a detention center and uh, Jose was taken to Michigan to a foster home. Yeah. And all he brought with him were uh, two drawings that just, uh, uh-huh. and they had the pictures of these in the New York Times. Um, uh, they were just stick figure drawings of, of him and his family. And he, that was all he had with him. And he kind of h- held on to them for, for dear life. Huh. Um, and that story just broke my heart, especially when I think about my own son. Yeah, uh, my own sons. Um, but uh, trying to imagine the type of trauma that he's experiencing, so I was thinking about that when I wrote that piece. Yeah, um, yeah. And Renato and I and I also uh, I that was another example of me planning in advance. Like, oh, I want to write something for Renato, mm-hmm. um, and that's mm-hmm. again something you can't really do uh for a generic band you know yeah
0: yeah 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 he's he's pretty unique
1: yeah yeah and yeah. uh yeah uh he he sounds beautiful on it yeah
0: and and then there was uh the the next tune on here um mm. it, 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 it's is um uh, is it's not a happy i mean it's 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 more celebratory
1: yes yeah um yeah, it's called Obergefell. Um, mm-hmm. and it is about, uh, the, when, uh, marriage equality was, was made legal by the Supreme Court. That's the name of the Supreme Court case. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it is meant to give, uh, kind of, uh, a sense that, you know, as that there is still some hope, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's it's funny. I don't want to give too much away about what I talk about uh, yeah. on the CD, yeah. uh, but but it 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 is meant to be hopeful, um, and uh, I'm really proud of that that piece compositionally because uh, mm-hmm. I was able to get at a lot of different um, feelings, sort of a feeling of joy, a feeling of uh, majesty, a feeling of looking back on the struggles uh, of the past. Um, a kind of uh, a feeling of uh, triumph, mm-hmm. uh, and able to get at a lot of different uh, emotions that I felt around uh, yeah. that that Supreme Court decision. Yeah,
0: and uh, John Nastos really has had an interesting trajectory in his career, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: and he's so young. He's <laughs> yeah. he, he just looks young. <laughs> he he is. Yeah, I, I, he's he not told, that young. He's in his early thirties. No, he's older than that. He's got to be. No, come on! I, I the other day I asked him, and he—I <laughs> think he's—he's third. He's, he's, he's got to be under thirty-five because I remember he told me, and I was like, "Oh my God! Jeez. How how do you?" So that sound means he so was good?
0: twenty-five when he built the original Oregon Music News site.
1: Oh yeah, woo! I, I
0: didn't mean, realize he, that, he huh?
1: graduated. He got. Yeah, he graduated college when he was like twenty or something. Yeah. Like it <laughs>
0: <laughs> And it wasn't just graduated from college. He went to to uh, uh what's what's the name in, in New York? Man uh, uh,
1: Manhattan yeah Manhattan school yeah. And, and uh yeah, I think he finished it in three years. Um <laughs> and like uh yeah, he and then he came came back to Portland and yeah. uh yeah. And it's funny, I remember John from when he first I mean like first started playing saxophone, he'd been playing uh-huh. He had been a clarinetist, I think, before, and, uh-huh. and I would hear him sit in with Mel Brown, right, at Jimmy Max. And at first, I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound so good." And every week, I'd be like, "Oh, that's sounding better. That's yeah. sounding better." Yeah. And yeah. Then, now he's he's you know my first call uh, yeah. alto saxophone player. Wow. Huh. Um,
0: okay, um, and and so uh, the what now is is the is the bottom, isn't it? That's pretty yeah. much
1: the bottom. <laughs> That's the bottom. That's yeah. So uh, without giving away too much, yeah. that as I was writing this piece, like I said, I initially had conceived something that would have more of a triumphant ending and seem more optimistic. Yeah. Would, you know, Obergefell was going to be more where we were going to end. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as I'm trying to make that work with how – the things in the world were going i would hear these voices in my head saying well you know you need to write a song about about this too and yeah. and it yeah. it got very overwhelming um and i finally wrote a section of my letter uh about that's basically what those voices in my head were were telling yeah. me yeah. um and uh and yeah it gets it gets a little there's a trigger warning on that one. There's uh, on, you know, one of the first things I say is I'll give you a content warning before this one. If you're not up for it, you might skip ahead because yeah. yeah. it, it talks about all the crap that is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. And then here comes the Camus High School Choir.
1: Yeah, yeah. They did great. Uh, Ethan Chesson is the director there. Uh-huh. And uh, it's they're they're awesome. It is not an easy piece to sing. Um, but they s- then sing the the hymn, uh, We Limit Not the Truth of God. Um, Wait, you arranged that, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, they, um, yeah, after the What Now? I mean, that was interesting for me, just figuring out how all of that stuff would flow together. Yeah. Um. And it, there's a great flute solo by uh, John Savage at the end of the what now Mm -hmm. that where he gets to really use a lot of extended technique. um, And what do you mean extended technique? So well, like uh, extended technique means uh, you playing your instrument in ways that are not typical. So he's doing Mm -hmm. something for instance, called multiphonics, where you're playing more than one note at a time. Uh Um, which on traditionally on wind instruments that's at one time that was not thought of as possible um <laughs> you know and uh and he's doing it intentionally and in yeah. a controlled way um and uh and he's kind he's really really good at that so it was it was a nice way to to again feature the soloist, feature uh-huh. him as an individual musician. Uh-huh. The difficult thing is if we ever perform it and he's not available, I don't know what I'm going to do in that moment because oh, I right. don't know a lot of people that can do that <laughs> on the flute uh, in the jazz world who yeah. can also yeah. you know, play saxophone. Um, Would you have to reach out to somebody in the classical world? But I don't... I mean, th- if, if they have to be able to improvise too. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's... Uh, it's Yeah, it's it's again... That special thing where you can yeah get at yeah, r- yeah. really who is the musician and then right I mean if you think
0: about flute players classical flute players in Portland you think of maybe Sarah Tiedemann or mm-hmm. people like that but who, I don't know if she can, can she, if she can improvise or not you know yeah I don't know
1: I bet yeah. she can actually yeah. that's a good thought maybe I'll yeah. call
0: I'll call Sarah <laughs> um, uh, but anyway well she's 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 used to playing difficult music yeah. that's for sure oh yeah uh, yeah
1: um, yeah so that's um, so that's kind of the mm-hmm. uh, big moment in the piece is yeah. is the yeah. what now. Yeah. And then there's a 12-minute piece that comes after that. Yes. Uh it's called Please Know That I Love You. Um and uh it uh I guess is kind of meant to give a sort of that's the last song of the actual suite. Yeah. Um and uh let's see it features jeff usatello mm-hmm. on trombone mm-hmm. and uh on the elements uh rob davis on soprano saxophone mm-hmm. and they they both sound amazing um and uh uh it, i think uh for me the idea uh was both to give uh a sense of uh i don't know i think sometimes music speaks what words can't, you know? So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it felt like a good So people closer. just have to listen. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny. When I was listening to this, um,
0: I, I almost didn't... It was like I, I I, almost forgot if that piece ended and Footprints began because I don't really recognize Footprints. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like... It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, a tune that comes to mind for me anyway. I know it was probably mm-hmm. is for you, but... Uh, and then... There was this, there was I'm, I'm waiting. Is this over? Is this over. Is the album over? And all of a sudden, here comes
1: Footprints by Wayne Shorter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that that sort of uh, meant as kind of a, an encore, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it's not really part of the suite, so there's a lot of space at the end yeah. of it. And yeah. In, in case the suite is done and you want to just end with that, then then it's easy to hit the stop button. Uh-huh. Um, or if um, but if you kind of need a palate cleanser, <laughs> then you've got footprints there. And it's it's a fun arrangement. It's funny, I bet the original version of Wayne Shorter doing footprints, I bet mm-hmm. you would recognize it right away. But yeah, but yeah. we I messed with it. Um, and, and that, <laughs> that one is really meant to just be fun and a chance for the big yeah. band to really just yeah. just have have a good time. Yeah, yeah. So when do you, when when do you think it'll be appropriate for your children to hear this? That's a great question. Uh, uh I don't know. Um mm-hmm. I would think I, I mean I don't know. Probably maybe in 10 years. Uh That long? Wow. I mean maybe maybe less, I guess we'll. They grow up faster now. <laughs> it's it's hard to yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to 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 say at this point, but it's it's a ways off. It's a ways off at yeah. least. Yeah. Um Yeah. And and who knows? By then they might not be that interested in what uh, what their daddy right what well, their dad does. Uh, well, maybe maybe like, not. You know, you
0: don't know that for sure. Um, certainly, <laughs> if it's if it was it was something that you wrote about
1: them, I think they would be interested, don't maybe, you? Maybe I hope. I mean, I hope someday they will. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. like it. it. That really helped me also focus my thoughts, being able to just uh-huh. think of. Them as my audience, yeah. and not think about like you know who's gonna buy the, buy this album yeah. or things like yeah. that. Just yeah. really focus about music for my, for my kids to listen to in and, ten years. And, and they they might go,
0: Dad, was it really that bad?
1: I hope they do. Yeah. I hope I hope that it's a that it seems like some absurd historical relic, right? Um,
0: a, a blip, an anomaly.
1: Yeah, a hiccup. That's a that's belch, my... a fart. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's like the nicest yeah. nicest description of what what's happening now yeah <laughs> well what's next what are you working on well uh, the big band uh, we are going to be doing a fundraiser concert uh-huh. uh, for uh, some immigrant rights groups uh, uh, on November 10th mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Augustana Lutheran Church it's going to uh-huh. be with Marilyn Keller and it's going to be all. Fun gospel swing uh, and music, uh, and the great singer Marilyn Keller is going to be doing it. And it's going to be the Killin' Big Band. And one hundred percent of the proceeds from that concert are going to go to groups. I, I'm not one hundred percent sure which ones, but I think it'll probably be races and mm-hmm. maybe Immigrant Families United. Yeah. Um, so that's November tenth mm-hmm. at six p.m. Augustana Lutheran Church. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a super happening concert. Home
0: of the Ronstein Jam.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. I think that's when their regular um, yeah. jazz services. So we'll be doing it that night. And uh, uh, so I'm really excited to. Uh, in fact, this is the first I'm announcing of that concert. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's happening, and and there will be some other things on the horizon. Um, uh-huh. I think the my sextet I think is going to. Um starting in in January, I think we're gonna start doing some regular performances again at the 1905 good um so that's neat we haven't been a regular performing band since uh ivories closed so wow um, yeah ivories oh. <laughs> <laughs> memories of ivories I, I Djed there for a while oh yeah. yeah yeah it was not a good experience oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we used to play there once a month, and then yeah. and we still do things once in a while. But um, it's uh, it's a great band. It's I, I should say it's it's Farnell Newton, uh-huh. John Nastos, Devin Phillips, uh, John Shaw, Jeez. and uh, Chris Brown. That's a killer! Oh, it's a killing band, and yeah. we made an album, you know, five years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I'm excited for us to to get to uh, re regroup and also to write some new music for uh-huh, that
0: band uh-huh. it's great to hear farnell in a jazz situation again
1: oh yeah he's so great yeah um, yeah well and that's how you know I, farnell more than i've known him longer than i've known anybody else in portland uh-huh. uh because we went to Oberlin together uh-huh. so i didn't know that yeah wow. yeah and so i've known him since 97 um, jeez <laughs> and uh gosh yeah 20 22 years
0: 22 yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Wow. Well, listen. Congratulations on the album. You know, thanks. it really seemed to have a uh, really did seem to have a big effect on people at Montevilla. Oh, well, thanks, Tom. And uh, thanks for coming in. Always nice to see you. Oh well, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. And good to see you. Oh, before we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to go out with one of the tunes on this. Oh, cool. What would you like me to go out on?
1: Let's do Obergefell Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Thanks.